You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget right here on Moody Radio 89.3. Well, what's been happening at Asbury and other Christian university has been a topic for so many. Intrigue, what's happening uh, and what's next for many of these students? Well, yesterday, a commissioning service happened in Lexington, Kentucky, hosted by Pulse Ministries. The president, Nick Hall, is joining us now. Good morning, Nick. Hey, good morning, guys. Glad to be here. Yeah, we want to get to the commissioning here in just a moment, but I mean, you've you've been praying about this for years. I know you have. Uh, what, what really? Uh, how did you? When all this got started, how did you feel? What was the impact that it had on you personally? I guess. You know, these last two weeks have absolutely uh, changed my life, and I say that as a person who's been following Jesus for thirty six years. I'm forty. You know, I, my mom led me to Christ. Uh, I've been an evangelist for 22 years. Um, when all this started, we were in the middle of a university tour, secular universities. We were seeing the largest percentage responses to the gospel we've seen in the entirety of our ministry. University of Minnesota, Texas Tech, University of Georgia, University of Wisconsin-Madison, University of Michigan. I mean, sometimes 30, 40, 50 percent of the room coming to Jesus, like the hunger is insane. And so when this revival started in Asbury, like I just had to get there. I went there and I was overwhelmed by the love and kindness of God for me. And I was I mean, I'm talking I'm talking like ugly tears. I'm talking like (laughs) like God just showing me his kindness in a way that, man, it's like you, you've known somebody your whole life and man, you've never known them. And so I just, I just feel like that's what's happening right now. He is healing us. He's healing his church. This is about him healing the pains that we felt the you know, the things that have jaded us, the things that have let us down, the, whether it's church hurt, whether it's unanswered prayers. Like, I just think there is like something going on where God is drawing out the things in us that maybe haven't been right. So he can fill us so that we can love like Jesus. And it's so exciting, too, that it's happening with this young generation, because so often we see uh, discouraging headlines and news stories, and we shake our head and we say, what is going on? But yet here you see a group of young people that say, we want more of Jesus, and we want to tell others and invite others to know him. This isn't just a, hey, we want to experience all this for ourselves. Many of these young people want to go and really spend their lives telling others, don't they? Oh, it's crazy. I mean, the stories that have come in, I mean, I'm talking high school students in the last week, like sharing the gospel in the hallways of high schools in Seattle, students at Texas A&M, like worship breaking out. There's a college here in Kentucky. The news, I kid you not, two days ago, was the headline was worship problems at Union University because too many students were worshiping in the center of campus. Like, let me just say that again, worship problems. (laughs) Like, that's what's in the news. Two days ago as well, a secular newspaper reporter doing an interview. At the end of the interview, she just gets wrecked. She's crying on the phone, giving her life to Jesus. I've had hotel workers come to Christ. I've had students come to Christ at University of Kentucky here. Like, I mean, there's Asbury students. I just got a story. They were at a gas station and they literally felt called to go talk to this man. They go pray for him. He breaks down in tears. He had been, uh, you know, in addiction. He had been to rehab and he had literally just bought a bottle of liquor and was about to go back in. 
and these students just come and pray for him right there, and he just throws it away, and Jesus is just, he's moving right now. You know, we were talking to a friend just a few minutes ago, and we were kind of looking at the marks of what what this is all about, revival's all about. And one of the things he said that I hadn't even thought of was the word love. That really is love from our Heavenly Father, but then love for others, right? Yeah, I mean, I think here's the thing, guys. We um, we have been hurt, and, and I think we all just have to, I want people listening to hear that. Like, we have been hurt. And when we're hurt, uh, we act hurt. Uh, sometimes that means we turn to the wrong things. Sometimes that means we hurt other people. And yet God in his kindness, I mean, he's a loving father. When, when my kids are hurt, like if they, if they walk into a wall and they scream, like I don't get mad at them. I'm, no, they're acting hurt. Like I pick them up, I hold them in my arms, and I'm just there. I mean, I know that. And I'm not even a, I'm not even a perfect dad, right? Like, I mean, I just... But God is the perfect father, and he is loving. This is entirely about the love and kindness of God. And he wants to fill us and overwhelm us, undo us, every crack, every crevice, every scar, every cobweb, until not that we love out of shame or force or duty, but that we love because we are overwhelmed with it. We're talking with Nick Hall, president of Pulse. And yesterday, your ministry hosted a commissioning service of sorts. Can you tell us about it? Yeah, I mean, this has been, guys, this has been nuts. This has been absolutely nuts. We've been down here, you know, serving with the team at Asbury. Um, Again, I came here just to experience it, but we started sending staff and volunteers and you know, this isn't all hands on deck. Revival is all hands on deck. The prayer of revival is God start with me. God start with me. So this isn't a moment where we're praying for all of those people. You know, we all have those people, you know, but listen, before God wants to deal with those people, he needs to deal with you because often how you feel about them says more about you than it does about them. And so, man, God has just been wrecking me and moving in my heart and in so many. And and in the midst of this, like, God just had this stirring. I mean, I can't even explain it. Somebody sent me a video on Monday of this old man in Canada, you know, and as Asbury was tapering it down, he just is speaking from this desk with a coffee shop. I mean, I'm like, why am I even watching this video? And this man is saying, someone needs to book Rupp Arena. Someone needs to book Rupp Arena. I don't know who's going to watch this. But God put it in my heart to put out this video. Someone, and I'm sitting in my, in my kitchen. I'm coaching my son's fourth-grade basketball team that day in Minneapolis. I had been at Asbury. I went back to Minneapolis. And I'm sitting in my kitchen. I'm thinking, maybe I'm supposed to book Rupp Arena. Now, guys, I have to remind you, this is last Monday. So I go back to Asbury, and I'm just burning. I'm talking to the university. They don't feel called to do it. Now it's Tuesday, Wednesday. It's Thursday morning, guys. Like, it is, what day is it today? I don't even know what day it is right now. It's Monday. <laughs> it's Monday. <laughs> it's Monday. Uh-huh. Thursday morning. Thursday morning. Like, we feel this release. Our board, wise council, shepherds in the city, this needs to happen. We booked the arena on Thursday. Thursday. In three days, God rallied people. In three days, like, people came from all over the world. There was a news crew that flew from Norway. Students traveled from across America, like literally young men and women on fire for God. It was like all these like little bonfires came together. We had like 50,000 people watching online. We had millions of people watching videos in the days before, you know, and there's thousands of people that came to the arena. I mean, I'm just telling you, 
I have never seen. There was a man that came in a wheelchair. I don't, I don't come from a charismatic background, okay? Like, I don't. When I grew up at church, there was a lady that raised her hand and carried a Diet Coke in. We thought she was nuts, okay? Like, yesterday, there was a man that came in in a wheelchair. He walked out. He was running on stage. He said he hasn't walked in years. Like, I don't even have explanation for this. I don't even know if I believe that this stuff still happened. Um, venue workers got saved yesterday. Like, students got commissioned. There was teenagers that were there for nine hours weeping on the floor. I mean, I have never seen anything like this. The hunger is real. The opportunity is now. And, I'm, and I just want to say this. I think God... He's not in a hurry. This isn't fast food, right? This isn't Uber Eats or DoorDash. Mm-hmm. You know, this is God being willing to sit with us as long as it takes for us to experience his kindness. He's fine with our questions, our cynicism, our jadedness. He wants to have it all. He wants to heal it all. And then as we come to him, he will move from heaven. He will forgive our sins he will heal our land. He is a patient and loving God. We're mm-hmm. hearing that um, in, in experience yesterday, that is uh, either you slept a rest you've never had before, or you're just running on adrenaline. I'm not sure which it was, but uh, I'm sure it, you, you just really, as you speak to us, you're still trying to grasp for words, aren't you? I, I just, I can't. Yeah. I mean, I'll just say this, you know, when you try to do something crazy, I mean, it's like, God, really? Really? You want us to book this arena in three days? Like, I mean, I do events. You know, we do events. I'm an evangelist. I mean, I, 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 I bleed for this. I believe in this. But this was like, this was, I told my friends, this is the stupidest thing I've ever done in my life. And that's saying something, you know? And, uh, and yet, man, it's like, I just think God is setting people free from the fear of man. He's setting people free from the religious spirit. And part of that is even this week, I just experienced it because when you do something loud for God, people start to get angry and people assume the worst of you. I'm just I'm a kid from North Dakota. I live in Minneapolis. I'm an outsider here. And there was a lot of people that were criticizing and assuming that I'm some maybe I'm a televangelist. Maybe I'm a heretic. Like, I don't know. Like, just imagine the things that you would think if somebody in your city. And honestly, it's like the words of Jesus. What does he say? He says, bless and do not curse. He says, turn the other cheek. He says, judge not lest you be judged with the same measure. Like, I just think there's something about like literally the unoffendable love of God. Like we literally take the bullets out of the enemy's gun. When we just say, you know what? You don't understand. And I'm just going to love you. And even for me, like the unforgiveness, and I just, I'll say, man, I I don't know that I've slept 12 hours in the last 10 days, like total, like this has been, (laughs) but I'm just saying, like, I'm saying I am different. Like there's things I tell a friend, man, there's something that literally broke off me this week. Mm. And I just feel the joy and the love of the father. Like I love my wife more than I ever have. I love my kids more than I ever have. And I just am so excited about heaven, you know, Mm. like I just, man, I'm, I'm homesick. Like, Right. This place has nothing for me, so we got to go. 
Well, you know, the other thing, too, is the other step we hope and we pray is discipleship as these young people go out or they go back to their own college campuses, go back to their workplaces, go back to their families, uh, that, they, that they carry that spirit of revival with them where they go. But I know your ministry is big on putting um, help and resources into people's hands who want to help uh, kind of foster this in their own communities. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's just, <clears throat> this is just how God works, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been, we've been working with students in campus ministries and churches all over the nation for the last decade. It's almost like God has laid the railroad tracks for this, and he's been doing it for years. In 2016, the largest alliance, people have prayed for this for 50 years in student ministry. These groups that had never been able to work together started to come together, started to reconcile, started to heal, started to say, we don't care who gets the credit. We don't care what the ministry name is. We just want this generation to be discipled and equipped and know that they're not alone. And so last night was just one of a hundred examples, a thousand examples of young people coming with hunger and the ministry, like the church being the church. So, Hey, do you want to have Bible experiences? Listen, the Bible Project is here. Version is here. Do you want to get in small groups? Navigators is here. InterVarsity is here. Do you need a high school group? Here's the Youth for Christ group. Here's the Young Life group. Are you wanting to be a missionary? Maybe you should go with YWAM. Maybe you should go with CREW. Maybe it's North American Mission Board. Like last night, young people were responding, and whatever their heart was, they're being connected. You want to start a prayer group? Here's the groups that can help you. And I just, I mean, this is like God is doing it, and it is beautiful, and we are unleashing this generation. There's something in them. And, and here's what I want to say, guys. So many of us, me included, I'm 40, okay? I'm 40. I do not understand 20-year-olds. I'm like, what the heck? Like, I don't feel like I'm that much older than them, but they speak a different language. Like, do you really wear that? What are you wearing? Like, you know, do you have to be on your phone all the time? Like, do you even like working? Do you want to work? You know what I mean? I think we get a little bit like judgmental. We don't Mm -hmm. understand. But I just had to even repent of that because this moment we're living in, we are talking about this this morning because of a bunch of teenagers. Like the lead worshipers of this moment were the same kids that we have misunderstood. And this generation is hungry for God. It doesn't look like it did for us, but man, do we need it. And they are, this is a revival generation. Well, Nick Hall, thank you so much for uh, doing your best to relate what has been happening. I know this is, you're just as uh, in awe as the rest of us, even though we're a little bit distance from where it's going on right now. But if you want to find out more about Nick's ministry, Pulse, we've got that linked at our website, and we'll have this conversation up a little bit later. Nick, thank you so much for yes. for just informing us of what's been going on. Hey, bless you guys. Listen, when the wind is blowing, you can analyze is this wind, you can criticize it, you can go get your doctorate in wind, you know, <laughs> or you put your sail up. Yeah. You put your sail up and say, God, take me where you want. <laughs> 